Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day. Welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Rosh Ginsberg, and thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. This is a podcast here to make your day today better than yesterday. Something on this episode, I hope, but definitely every other episode, all the way back to 2013, will help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Where you do this by having conversations with people from all over the world, from all walks of life, and some of them experts in their field. And each one of those chats will, yeah, leave you with something that makes you go, oh, you know what? Yeah. And then today's a little better. That's about it. I'm Osher Ginsberg. I've been here since 2013. I'm here three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays and Wednesdays with a guest, Fridays with you. I am a TV host, an author, a podcaster, a dad, a stepdad, a uh, electric mobility enthusiast, um, motorbike rider in the rain, electric vehicle charging point finder in regional Australia, guy, um, hummus eater, uh, bin taker out of uh, who copies his neighbours because he can't remember what week it is for the bins. Um, and that's who I am. If you want to find me, send off your email at gmail.com. If you just, uh, this is your first ever episode, you may notice a theme over the Friday shows where I've talked about the ongoing issues with my hip. 18 months ago, I had a total hip replacement on the right-hand side to address uh, osteoarthritis. It was extraordinarily painful and was ne- preventing me from doing a lot of things. A small percentage of complications is not no percentage of complications, and I am what complications looks like, and I look it looks like well, I am going to. I'm going to need more surgery. I'm going to need to get a hip replacement replacement, which is kind of funny. Uh, but I couldn't do the surgery. You know, I needed it in crikey February, uh, but I couldn't do it because I needed time. Oh, you know, not only to get ready for the surgery, but also to recover from the surgery. And I had these big commitments that I'd committed to for work. And so what do you do then? What do you do when you need to keep pushing forward with a fairly 
painful all the time, but sometimes extraordinarily agonizingly painful thing happening in your body. But you still need to get up there and work, get on camera and do my job and, you know, still be a dad and stepdad and husband and be vital. Well, at first I've kind of panicked (laughs) and at first I was just so overwhelmed because I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to make these TV shows, which I'm very grateful to make. I thought there's no way I'm going to make these two TV shows. Feeling like this, I can't stand up for more than 10 minutes. I don't know how I'm going to be able to stand there and do stuff that I need to do for work, um, whether it be the rose-related work or the mask-related work. And I was really, really concerned. I really feared that I wouldn't be able to do the job. I really catastrophized a lot. And as I catastrophized, the, the pain got worse and the sensations got worse and every tiny amount of pain that came through my body that was related to my leg ended with that feeling and it was amplified by that fear. And I got a new uh, lead doctor and I said, mate, I need help. And he said, okay, we're going to get you a diagnosis, then we're going to get you a pathway. And once you've got a pathway, then you've got a plan. And once you've got a plan, you'll start to feel better. And he wasn't wrong. And a part of that was um, working with a pain psychologist. Now, I've talked about this pain psychologist before, this extraordinary human being, um, because chronic or persistent pain is a very different beast to the kind of pain when you bang your thumb with a hammer or step on a leg on a cold morning. Because it is, in large part, as I just described, it's a it's a combo of not only a bodily sensation, but also what your brain does with it. And when I went to see her for the first time, I was scared as shit that I wasn't going to be able to do my job and that they'd find someone to replace me and that would be it. TV career, over. Because I literally couldn't stand up for more than 10 minutes at a time without being in agony and my face contorting and stuff like this. And she got me to meditate on a few things, meditate, reflect, you know, breathe while thinking about, however when you put it. And one of them was on impermanence. And it was the impermanence not only of the sensation, but also the impermanence of the situation that at some point there will probably be more surgery and at some point it's going to feel different. And, you know, try to get that down to a granular level. Like, how does it feel right now? How's the pain right now and where is it? And then as I think about it, go, okay, it's there. Oh, now it's moved kind of half a centimeter to the left. Now it's moved a little bit towards my knee, got a little deeper, a bit more shallow. And in the course of a minute, it manifested in 10 different ways. That was really interesting. So that was really important, but so was the other part, which the, the doctor talked about, was that you need a pathway. As Lucy East Hope said to us the other day, and Lucy, the my guest that is art planner, People generally do great if they have a horizon to swim towards, all right? People in a disaster situation, the aftermath of a cataclysm generally, if they have somewhere to point themselves at, then most mostly okay. And I'm almost there. My pain psych said, look, just, you know, what's the day that you can wake up and know that all this TV stuff is behind you and you've done, you know, the best job you can? And I told her the day and she goes, okay, we'll put that in your calendar and set a timer literally set a timer so you can look at it and see how many days and hours and minutes are left and know that every pain flare-up you get through is now a little bit closer to that day. And the other thing that was really important was working with my physio, just some protocols to put in place to down-regulate when the pain got really, well, when the pain gets really bad. And, for example, I'm doing this show at the moment, which is a studio show, 
Um, it's not out in a mansion or something like that. It's inside a studio. And Carla, who's been my makeup artist for a very long time, and Mel, who does all my wardrobe and, you know, creates all the beautiful looks and suits and shirts and things that I wear. But the behest of my physio, she said, you're going to need a space like right off stage so you can walk down the steps off stage and then hide around a corner and just somewhere you can sit down if need to be, lie down. And so I emailed the people who were you know, building the set and building the studio and said, look, guys, I'm just going to need about this much space. It's not a lot, but can you find me a little nook, a little nook where I can just go and hide and be out of sight and be out of the way? And I'm going to need some power in there because um, I'm going to need not only when sometimes we need a hairdryer back there because I get sweaty and need a hairdryer to dry out the shirt, but I'd like a microwave in there so I can heat up a wheat bag to like have a hot pack. And we got to this point where like I'd start throwing a commercial break and, you know, there's this beautiful little coda at the end when you watch a TV presenter goes and when they start talking about what's coming up later in the show and then they get to the point where they're going, okay, right, and that's it and we'll see you after the break. So when they would hear me start to wrap up, Carla and Mel would hit go on the microwave. And by the time I got down the stairs and around the corner and down into my little chair that had great handles, really high handles, so I could lower myself into it, boom, they passed me this super-duper hot pack. And I would just sit there for like literally a minute and a half, not even two minutes, but it was enough to throw some heat on the bits that were hurting change up the sensations that my brain is receiving. But it's enough to get myself around the corner, lower myself down into the chair, throw the hot pack onto the, the bit of my body that's hurting, whether it be my knee or my foot or my, my hip, whatever it is, getting permanence, remember, depends on what part of the day, what part of the show, what I've been doing. And then um, Camilla, my floor manager, comes around the corner. She goes, okay, gee, we're going to need you back up there in a minute and a half. Or you've got two minutes until you're, you're back on. I go, oh, no problem. And even in that's just a tiny amount of time, you know, that's enough to remind me that while I'm, if it's hurting, then I'm only 20 steps away from sitting down in a chair and having some almost immediate, if not relief, just different sensation to experience. And that's just one of the things that I, I do when I'm trying to downregulate throughout shooting this show. If I have a little more time in the morning, I'm, I'm trying to go and get a, a massage if I can stand it because depending on where I am, my, my body can either handle someone pressing their thumbs into the bits of me that hurt and some days I can't, they can't even touch me. And definitely I, I'm, I've got in the habit of making sure I have a hot, as hot as I can stand at bath at the very end of the night to downregulate before I go to bed. Lots of breathing throughout the day, lots of polyvagal breathing and lots of, you know, kind of focusing on the sensation and focusing on the size and shape of the sensation and the part that hurts. And then comparing that to, like, say, for example, if I'm on stage and I'm talking to, I don't know, like a giant USB stick or something, one of the masks that is on this show, and my leg is just screaming at me, I'll be like, okay, well, how, how big, what's the size and shape of this pain in my leg right now as I'm smiling down the camera? Oh, it's probably, what is it? Bigger than a double A, it's probably about like the size of a C-shaped battery. Yeah, it's probably about it. And it's probably about, where is it? It's about there. Is it moving? Eh, it's kind of wobbling around within about a centimetre or two left and right from where it is. Okay, that's the amount of my, my body that really, really hurts right now. Okay, then, what does my left foot feel like inside my shoe? How much bigger is that? Oh, it's actually a lot bigger. In fact, it's probably about 10 times bigger. How's my left foot feel inside this shoe? Well, the socks are really nice and the sole fits me really well. and They're very comfortable. Oh, so the painful part of my body is at least 10 times less 
in size than this one little bit of my body, which is a foot. How much of the rest of my body is there that feels great? Ah. And they're kind of starting to compare the sensations all while going, and the USB stick is going to be here, and da, 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 all while you know doing that. And it's a really interesting thing because it, it kind of works. It's almost like CBT, but for sensation, if you will, because you kind of compare it and you look for evidence. Like one of the things it you know pops up is that oh, this hurts right now, so it's going to hurt forever. Well, as I said before, you know you got to I'm going to reflect on the impermanence of it, and then in comparing and contrasting it, looking for the evidence of like if this hurts, everything hurts. Well, no, it doesn't. It's just this tiny little bit, this tiny little bit that hurts. And I know enough to know that. And I've been through this enough times to know that when I go back to work, it's going to hurt again on stage. But by the end of the night, by the time I get home, when I get out of the bath at, you know, one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, whenever I finally get home and get out of that, it generally feels a whole lot better. I get to bed at around about the same baseline. So just remembering that sensation as well. There's another great one, and I remember it every time. Like the moment I stand up off my physio's table, my right leg feels longer, and I just stand there for a couple of seconds and remember that, knowing that as bad as it might get, you know, as a, you know, as much as I jump around and do this job, because jumping around is fun, and I love the show, and I, I love doing the job, and I, I like to jump around because I feel excited, and I want to jump around because I'm excited, and, you know, it's great. Knowing that the hurt that's going to come after that it's going to be okay because no matter what, if it gets super bad, I could just get back to my physio and lie down on her table. She does this magical thing she does with her, her hands and her fingers and pushes buttons in my leg. And then I step back up again and I get that uh-huh, feeling and knowing that that's there. And again, being with the impermanence of the discomfort. But there's a lot of breathing, mate. And I think the other thing that I would say is that yeah, back in February or March when I was just really scared that I was going to basically lose my job because of this, I kind of went back to what I know from getting sober and that sometimes it's not the rest of your life. Sometimes it's not even the rest of today. Sometimes it's just till lunchtime or just the next hour that you need to do. And sometimes I'd break it down like that. Sometimes, certainly when we were making... um bachelors sometimes it'd be 10 minutes at a time literally it'd be 10 minutes at a time and i don't think you could tell me like we're almost done with all of it it's been an intense few months which i'm really grateful for again i'm very grateful to do the work because i love it i learn a lot i like working with great people but at the start of this, I was really, really worried that this would be it and I wouldn't be able to finish and it would be the end of what it is that I've been trying to rebuild since I got clean. And yet here I am, nearly done, and I can't quite get my head around it that it's actually okay. And we've spoken about this before, but it, it does come back to that idea of Trusting the idea that you'll cope, trusting in your own skill set that you'll find a way to cope and you and you will cope. And, you know, it's taken a lot more work this time around because we've been, you know, I've had to put a lot of the down regulating and a lot of the, the maintenance and a lot of the recovery into my day. I can't just expect my body to feel better. I have to deliberately quite significantly chase down, um, down regulating the pain. But here we are. 
And I'm, I'm just kind of amazed. I joked when I first met my pain psychologist and it was evident within the first 20 minutes that I was like, whoa, we're doing some deep shit here. This is cool, <laughs> you know. And I, I did joke to her that say, look, there's probably more surgery on the way and I'll probably, and hopefully in 10 years from now, this will be a distant memory. I'll barely remember that I ever had this time when I was in so much agony. And just from sitting or standing, not enough sitting or too much sitting or not enough standing or too much standing or lying or sleeping or whatever, walking, you know. But what you're teaching me today will help me win Survivor. Not celebrity Survivor, actual Survivor. Like when I'm 60, you know, I'm just this kind of rake thin, weird old dude that shows up. <laughs> Who's that guy? He used to be on that thing. It was called television. Remember that? Yeah, my grandparents had one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you kids, get out of the way. But I'll use all these pain psychologist techniques because the pain psychologist won it a few years back. Like I'll use all these techniques to get through that that final challenge where they make you stand on chopsticks on your tiptoes for seven hours, peeing your pants while you're trying to win the, the final immunity. <laughs> So it's, it's all going to that, guys. It's all going to that. <laughs> it's all going there. Thank you so much for, for listening to this. Uh, I hope it did give you some amount of help or if anything, you know, me talking about uh, living with a pain situation has maybe shone some light on somebody you know who's in pain or deals with pain. It's really interesting and I'm nowhere near over. I'm just getting started on my journey because this is going to, like, there's going to be more surgery. And then we start the clock again and we go all the way through everything, all the rehab and learning how to move again, learning how to walk again. We're going to do all that again, which will be, it's just fine because it's better than what's happening right now. So yeah, if this helps you understand anyone more in your life or you think might be of help to somebody, I really hope you'd be able to share that with them or just talk to them about it and let them know that there's a podcast they can listen to. That really helps me. The other thing that can really help me is if you, um, rate and review and subscribe to the show and and look if you really want to help if you want to put some cash in behind it well we're at patreon like every other fucker <laughs> patreon.com slash osho and uh for a very small amount of money you also get ad-free episodes and for a slightly larger amount of money you get video episodes which are um yours all yours thanks heaps um for listening and thanks heaps for all the lovely words about dad pod you can check that out in your podcast feed as well. Dad Pod is a podcast to do with Charlie Clawson. It's pretty fun. But until Monday, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you to all the people that helped me make this show today. Bree Steele on research and support, Toe Hyder on the music, Andy Ma who cut it all together, and Rachel Barrett, who's the EP of the lot. Until we speak next time, I'm going to go upstairs and bath a toddler, sleep well, and dream of beautiful things. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.